Hi, everyone. This is Tim. I want to thank you for the download and tell you about Direct Sellers. Your wine to your door with your friends. Discover a new wine each and every month. Life is complicated. Your wine shouldn't be. Let's make it easy. Join the Direct Sellers Wine Club. Get monthly deliveries direct to your door. Discover new selections each month. You can also build a business. Direct Sellers' revolutionary approach puts the focus 100% on you. We're focused on exploration, discovery, and education. Each month, our expert selects great premium wines from wineries around the globe. Each selection is accompanied by a tasting note detailing who, how, where each wine was crafted. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. With each shipment, we help refine your palate and identify regions and varieties that you love. And when you do find that perfect wine, we are the only club that provides its members an opportunity to stock up at club cost. Our goal is to help you fill your own cellar with wine that you love, wine that you're confident about and that you're proud of, and most importantly, that you're excited to share with your friends. We are confident in our selections. After all, our success depends upon our members' continued happiness. However, should any of our selections arrive damaged or simply not meet your fancy for any reason at all, simply let us know and we'll send you a replacement bottle. So if you want to find out more about Direct Sellers, go to our Radio MVP Facebook page and click Shop Now. There's a link there on the page. So take a moment and check out Direct Sellers for you can get your wine to your door and with your friend. Direct Sellers Wine Club. Okay, hey, let's get to it. Episode 7 coming at you right now. And welcome to RadioMVP.com Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Continenza here in Borman, Ohio. And Anthony Kepley is in Canfield, Ohio, as we bring you our seventh episode of Radio MVP Sports Broadcast. A lot going on on this Monday evening in June, as uh, June 5th, as we've seen now the NBA Finals uh, go through the first two games. We'll get into that and my my great prediction so far. We'll talk about that too. And obviously the news breaking today about Ohio State and the parting ways with uh, Thad Mata and what's going on down in Columbus. Plus we'll get into some tribe talk as we love to do. And uh, of course the Penguins are playing on the ice as we speak. They trail 2-1 to one at the moment in the second period to Nashville. They lead the series two to one so that looks like it's going to go a long series not a surprise as we talked about that before so wow anthony how are you doing boy it's been a uh busy 48 hours since we last talked hasn't it and with baseball going on and the nba finals starting and uh the hockey playoffs continuing and and just i don't want to call it a bombshell but basically a bombshell to columbus this afternoon with uh, Gene Smith making the maybe abrupt decision, you would call it, to leave Mata. I, I can see it simmering. Yeah. But on June the 5th, yeah, it's odd. I can't the he didn't have a good recruiting season. Uh, yeah, that's but what I'm understanding. I think you got to look past that and be like, you know, how does this impact next year's recruits? The guys that, you know, made the four-year pledge and I think signing day was in – early signing period was in November and then February or something like that. Uh, those kids that said, yes, I'm going to come play for you, Coach Mata. Yeah. Well, and the all these different coaches. Yeah, and then the next commitment thing starts in July. Yeah. And as I, you run into it and you don't have a coach right now. So – yeah, it's it's an odd scenario. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Gene Smith, uh, the AD for Ohio State, came out and said, you know, this was a scenario where uh, they weren't real thrilled with the direction of the program and how uh, the recruiting has gone. Now, Mata has had some health problems in the past, but they didn't cite that as a, as a reason for this. This is purely a administrative decision to go in a new direction this late in the off season, which is quite rare 
It does happen when someone leaves a job, maybe like, for example, let's just say a NBA job opens up uh, that was a playoff team and someone from the collegiate ranks uh, takes the opportunity and moves to the NBA. Those things happen, and that opens up a late you know, job. But very seldom do you see someone removed from their job uh, like Thad Mata was today. And I'm disappointed. I'm a big thought Thad Mata fan and have been for years. I was thrilled when they, they brought him to Columbus. I mean, he had great years at Butler and at Xavier prior to the 13-year stint at Ohio State. A very successful stint, by the way. Oh, he's I know the last couple coach. years have been lack, less than thrilling or less than acceptable for most Ohio State fans. But in the same vein, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be a perfect program 100% of the time. It's just impossible. But if you're doing it 85% of the time, 90% of the time, and he's in that, I think you would have to, uh, you know, accept some of these down years that you're going to have no matter who you are. But there's a lot of pressure at a, a Ohio State to win in any athletic uh endeavor they take on i don't care if it's field hockey i don't care if it's hockey i don't care if it's women's basketball or men's basketball or the football team for that matter that's what's going on i and i you know i have a few names i'm going to throw at you as a possible uh recruitments for ohio state and just give give me your thoughts i'm going to throw out three names real quick and this is purely my speculation there's no if and you know oh this is going to happen but just out of curiosity, I threw out Billy Donovan, Chris Holtzman, and uh, Chris Mack. Uh, and basically following that, the tray of, uh, yeah. or the tree of, of um, Thad Mata from Butler and Xavier. But uh, those two are having terrific uh, careers at those two schools. And then maybe one like a Billy Donovan to get them back uh, in the collegiate ranks. You know, Ohio State may be a type of a, a job that he would jump at to leave uh, the Thunders in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if he will leave OKC after just two seasons. Uh, obviously, uh, it's very enticing. Uh, you, know, you know, when he sits back and thinks, well, on one hand, I get to coach a top five player in the NBA right now who just came off one of the best uh, seasons we've seen in in decades. Uh, and then on the other end, he sits back right now on June 5th. After two games, the NBA Finals is like, I got to beat Gordon State to go to the NBA Finals. That just, I mean, right now for the foreseeable That's future. It's a huge roadblock, isn't it? You just, yeah, it's like I can understand maybe if Oklahoma City were in the East, I think he'd stay hands down, no questions asked. Because, yeah, you, you know, usually I have to beat Cleveland to get there. And, you know, you take your chance awesome. in the seven-game series. Yeah, you take your chance in the seven-game series with Russell Westbrook. You know, when he sits back and thinks, well, you know, are we really going to draw the big-name free agents here? Maybe not. You're going to draw some nice players. But how many guys want to play with Westbrook? So I don't know about Donovan. Uh it's- it, it would bring back the Florida connection with Urban Meyer. Uh, obviously, they work very well together. And as we talked about uh, with Youngstown State when they made their decision, uh, football and basketball, as you stated, should not be separate entities. They should be no. together. And that's what Calhoun said when he took the job over. I need to get to where Coach Pelini has their program. Um, I really like Chris Mack. Yeah, that is the name. I mean, last year you lose your best player in Edmund Sumner, and then you lose your second best player. Uh, the name escapes me. And you had a really good first half of the year, and then second half of the year Xavier just really struggled. Um, and it looked like going into in the tournament, they were a questionable pick to make the tournament. You, you know, there's a lot of talk there for a while. Right. These these guys aren't even going to make the tournament, and Man, they just didn't make tournament. They went on one heck of a run, and it seems every year you luck up in March, and they're Xavier. And they may not be the trendy pick or the team with the biggest names, 
But man, every year. And the job that Holtman done has done at Butler uh, is impressive too. Uh, you know, back when they made the run to the uh, to back-to-back title games, you think, okay, well, this is a nice little Cinderella surprise. And when Brad Stevens left, you're like, well, can they sustain it? And Holtman has done an incredible job. Uh, you know, this yeah. year they had a nice run. And then two years ago, I believe, they were a last-second tip in a way in overtime from beating Notre Dame, who gave, at the time, Correct. undefeated Kentucky all they want. Um, so Mack and Holtman are, are the two names that I really like. Uh, I know you've heard uh, them possibly throwing out Sean Miller at Arizona, and I can't see him jumping. Yeah, now near can it, I. I mean, I think it's an interesting name, and I think it, it is an interesting it, name. It yeah. would have been it would have been something that I think they could have pursued two three years ago. Yeah, if that was the case happening, but not today. No. I think he's very satisfied where he's at. He has a top five program, and, and they're going to be good this year. On the verge of winning a or has a chance to win a national championship most seasons. So I don't. I would be shocked. If that would come about, I think his name is going to be thrown out a lot, but I don't expect that to happen. And is going from Arizona to Ohio State an upgrade? I don't know. Because in the Pac-12, you know, he's bringing in a top two recruiting class this year, according to most publications. And he's been the regional final four times. And another big thing that I think is a – a big drawback. Does he really, really want to play his brother twice a year in pressure pack games? I mean, let's I be honest. I, I don't see that happening. You see it every time when a prodigy takes on his mentor. It's just awkward when you, you know when Coach K plays one of his guys. It's he doesn't like it. He said he just wants it to be over. He just it's not fun. Uh, the Harbaugh is playing the Super Bowl. They said that wasn't really fun. You know going brother brother so i just can't see that um and i know a lot of people are going to throw out well ohio state should have done this two months ago in march or you know and gone to get archie miller if gene smith wanted archie miller that bad then in march when ohio state lost the record in the big 10 tournament he would have been on the on the flight from Dayton to Columbus that night. I agree with you. So, I agree with you. This was a scenario where I think Thad Mata, because of his history uh, with the Buckeyes, was given a, a, lo- a little longer leash. Yeah. And because of the scenarios that have happened, yeah, the I think he just assuring happened between him and the administration. And when they sat down and talked about it, it was pretty much a done deal. They both recognized it was time to move on. I think Thad could use the time off this year to to, oh, yeah. to get his health in order. And I, it wouldn't shock me. And he said it. He'll probably coach again someday. And I and expect that too. to happen. I really do. And look, what he's achieved at Ohio State can never be taken away. I mean, this is not – this is just an odd change of direction that happens in sports, yeah. it does, you know, you'll see times it's where it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It could be a personality conflict. It could be more than that. Mm-hmm. It could be just a job performance type thing where, you know, they want to make a change. And you got to remember, Ohio State is, if not the first, it's the second most highly uh, economic engine in college sports. I think uh, it's second behind more. I think it's number one when you get down to it between all the, the money they bring in uh, on their college sports level because of their alumni. And, it's, you know, it's the biggest alumni in the country. And I honestly do believe the change was there. Uh, they averted it in March. And as time went mm-hmm. by and the recruiting class that came in was less than stellar, it was an opportunity to make the change now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it the best timing? No. Could it lead to something special? Yes. You don't know. We got to let the process, you know, work its say work its way out. But uh, yeah, it's it's totally odd to see this opening happening in June that was not uh, either a 
a health reason for someone to leave his job mm -hmm. or be someone who uh, just, you know, came to the conclusion it was time to retire. And that's not the case in either mm -hmm. scenario here. This was a, a case where the administration's made a decision to move on. And, you know, in all the sports, we know it. All coaches are hired to be fired. It's just a yeah, matter of when. Yeah, and yeah. it's part of the business. You just never know when that when that, when that cord is going to be pulled from you. And it happened uh, today to Thad Mata. And we'll see exactly where we're going. I agree. Some of the coaches' names that are going to be thrown out there are just not really realistic right now. Yeah, like Brad but Stevens. I can't I see think, Brad Stevens coming. Yeah, I, no. I, I think again, you can make you can make the inquiry, and it may be something that he would he would be interested in. I'll be honest, and I was you know ironically talking about this with uh, someone else last week about Brad Stevens, and I says, you know, I says I don't know when the Kentucky job's going to open, you know, but someday Cal Perry will leave. And when he leaves, I expect Kentucky to make a major move for Bradley. That's just my opinion, you know. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I'm not saying that's a great fit or for either one, but he fits what they want—a winner and a guy who knows how to, uh, you know, coach at, at the highest level. So, you know, again, I would be shocked if Bradley actually left the Celtics to come to Ohio State. But if this job was necessarily, let's say, Calipari left for the NBA. And that job opened, then I think yep. it could possibly happen. Yeah, and uh, it just goes to further the point that most coaches don't retire from Ohio State. No, Woody Hayes, Earl, no one does. Earl Bruce, John Cooper, uh, Trestle. Uh, this, uh, from what I read, and you know, I don't follow Ohio State's basketball program closely. I'm a Duke fan first and foremost. Um, by the way, I want Brad Stevens and Durham when Coach K is gone. He's the guy I want. Um, it, it seems to me that Gene Smith doesn't want to be second fiddle. And I read it from a couple of reporters that, you know, he you wants remember to he inherited, be. He inherited Trestle. He inherited yep. Bad Mata. And no. he had great runs with both of them. However, yeah, as time yeah. runs, things change. He's still there, and he runs a multi-million-dollar industry in Ohio State. Let's be honest. And he does a And it's an opportunity for him to make his move. He did the same thing with the women's basketball, you know, team two years ago. So a longtime coach in Jim Foster, and brings in. Right. Uh, I don't know his name. I think he's from a smaller school, Chattanooga. Right. I think he came from, and they're a top ten team in the country now. Right. So, I mean, look, this is not a surprise. I mean, in the sense that that a that a coach got let go. The timing. The timing. Surprise. Once Lyle got in trouble for what he did and left the program, that was a big blow to the stomach. And when they yes, didn't land uh, the kid from Howard, you know, that's a bigger blow too. Um, but Gene Smith is a really good athletic director. I'm going to throw it out there. They, I think he's a good athletic director. Um, and we saw when he moved on from Trestle that he had a, I don't want to say like a giveaway year with Fickle, um, but he knew who he wanted. Right. He had a plan he in mind and, his he, man. and he put his plan so, into action. I want to say that he knows who his guys are. He may not have a Urban Meyer because right now there's not a coach that is coincidentally not employed by another university or uh, team um, that has ties to Ohio State that Meyer did. I, I, you could see that coming 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. But – Hey, look. I mean, there's certain jobs that people jump yeah. for. Is Ohio State basketball the same as Ohio State football? No. no. But it's a good However, job, though. it is the Big Ten job, and that probably puts it in a top 15, top 20 position in the country for a yeah. basketball job and a job that can be considered top 10 or top 5 as your program succeeds. So, yeah, it's, it's an important opportunity for Ohio State to find the next person, whoever that coach is. I don't know. You know, uh, I have three names that I like. We'll see as an Ohio State what fan where they go. Jen? 
But I, I love I love the thought of any of those three taking over this program and you know leading it for the next uh, five to ten to fifteen years. I heard a name thrown out today, and I and it's a pipe dream. Uh, but an Ohio State alum told me that he wants a Bryce Drew. And I said, well, I don't think Bryce Drew fits. I don't think he. And I'll tell you why. I don't think Ohio State, and maybe you know more because of your connection with Valparaiso, but he seems to be a person who has a certain style of life that he wants to live. And the schools that he works for would be probably more on the religious side versus not. Yeah, he wants. And, and I would imagine that would come down to his decision making. I could be yeah. wrong, but just from from the the values of the Bryce family, I would expect that. Yeah, um, it it does seem that he likes the private institution. Uh, Vanderbilt and Valparaiso do have they mirror each other in their academic uh, philosophies and nothing. And I'm not taking anything away from Ohio State, um, no, but Vanderbilt is a smaller school than Ohio State. Uh, Bryce, you know, I don't know if he wants to be the little fish in a big pond because Ohio State is a huge school. Uh, it is. Hey, let hey me you say know what? This, He's a, it's an interesting name to add to the list, though. I do believe he can win there. I, but he knows the Midwest. Um he recruited talent that wiped the floor clean with Florida State. He beat BYU, and he had Big Ten Maryland on the ropes in the NCAA tournament. And if it wasn't for a awfully missed three-point foul call, Valpo goes to overtime and maybe wins that game. Uh, I don't think he's going to leave because of the loyalty factor. He made it. Yeah, I think he has a commitment. He's got a contract with – uh, Vanderbilt, and he wouldn't have brought Jake Diebler from Ohio State to Vanderbilt less than a month ago to just leave for any job. Um, Correct. So, but I do think he could win there. I'm being biased. I think uh, Coach Drew can no, win in many I, places. I think the good coaches can win anywhere. I think yes. good coaches can win anywhere. And just I think side, if you put Bryce Drew at Youngstown State, he wins. I oh, think yeah. if you put Bad Mata at Youngstown State, he, he wins. wins. Yes. You know, and I'm using Youngstown as an example because, you know, Youngstown has had, unfortunately, the tradition of not winning in basketball. I think you put a good coach in a good, you know, in an opportunity to succeed, he can do that. Uh, only way he doesn't is because the university does no, not allow him to. Succeed. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I look you know, at I most saying, coaches. I've, I had the same feeling. I had the same belief many years before Trestle took the job at Ohio State. Someone, you know, that, that debate used to come up a lot. Back in my radio days in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I was always saying good coaches win, Anywhere. and no matter where you put them, they'll find a way to get the job done, and they always have, and most of them always will. And mediocre coaches, when they get jobs, they usually fail quicker Quickly, and faster yes. than other uh, you know, other talented coaches, I should say, you know, and that's just the way I see it. Uh Bottom line is talent always wins and talent in coaching and talent in administration usually leads to success at the collegiate level. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, you know, I'll be honest. I'm kind of thrilled that it happened now and not two years from now, because yeah. two years from now, I wonder if Jared Calhoun would be on that list. Boy, that's asking him to win quickly. I, I bet hey, you know what? Anything can happen. Around so fast. College basketball turns around so fast. You just never know. I wouldn't expect it, but let's just say if it was 2019 or 2020, four years from now, then, yeah, I would definitely be, you know, I'm kind of glad on on this level that it happened today uh, for someone like a Youngstown State can still have their coach build. And he's not on their radar. We all know that. Yeah. But in two, three years, it definitely could happen. Yeah. And he'll be on somebody's radar. With Valpo leaving the Horizon League, that's a big powerhouse out of your conference. That's a big uh, recruiting battle out of your conference. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think he might do a gap year, so to speak? And speaking of Gene Smith, and say, you know what, we'll let and we'll give Gent or Paulus or somebody this year 
as an interim year, and then next year we'll go get our guy. It gives, say, a Billy Donovan that's a, a fallback. It gives Donovan I think they would have made say, that announcement already. Okay. I think they would have done that like we did with Trestle when they gave it to, you know, to Fickle the same, yep. you know, almost the same day. So I don't necessarily see that happening. However, I think that is a option B if necessary that they could do in a month from now and say that, you know, we're going to do this and, and go from there. But I do believe because it's Ohio state, they'll be able to find the coach that they're looking for. Yeah. And, uh, it doesn't matter what school he's at. You know how that works. You can leave any contract behind for another opportunity. And it's just a matter of, of who they choose and if that person accepts. And, I you know, like I said, you know, the, especially a smaller school like Butler or Xavier, if those two are the ones we're looking at uh, at the highest, you know, at the, at the top of the list, then, you know, those schools are more than willing to let them go because they know they can't compete dollar-wise with Ohio State. And, you know, and Ohio State goes out and surprises the world and gets someone like a Billy Donovan, you know, they're going to pay him top dollar to come take this oh, job. Yeah. And not saying that these others won't get that. It's just, you know, how that works in sports. And coaches will leave, you know, that scenario and say, hey, here's my resignation. I'm taking this job. We've seen it in every sport, not just basketball, but football and, you know, and any collegiate type scenario. Oh, where they leave for the for from the university to go to the pros. So it's just a matter of when, if, and who that person is. I think in the long run, don't sleep on, stay Mick on ba- Don't sleep on Mick Cronin at Cincinnati. Cronin at Cincinnati. I th- okay. he went. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's. He I think he's in the list. Uh, I think yeah. he'll get a look. No, I. I think he's good. I think he's a legitimate name to to, to be paying attention to in the next couple of weeks when this uh, and one more side goes too. forward. Ohio State let go Jim uh, Jim O'Brien on June eighth, fourteen years ago. Yeah. So yeah. you know they do have a history that you can fire right. a coach late. Yeah. Now it's a different age. It was Geiger at the time. Right. Um, no, but you know, yeah, you the scenario go, was different. But, but I know what you're saying it can be done and has been done. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to find that person who you think is best suited for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ohio State's track record over the last few years has been pretty pretty stellar. You know, you go back to the yeah. Trestle hire, to the Mata hire, to the Meyer hire, uh, as you mentioned, the the, uh, the ladies' basketball program. So it's just a matter of of selecting that person, doing your vetting, and getting that person into uh, Columbus. And I think that will happen in due time, and I think it will probably happen within the next two, three weeks at the latest. I really think this is going to be an expedited search, and it's going to be a search that's going to be done quickly, and we're going to have an announcement faster or sooner than most people think. Yeah, um, and staying with the basketball theme, as you brought up, moving up north to northeast Ohio, uh, we talked we about it. We said Golden State could have a couple twenty-point wins. Yeah, I didn't I mean, expect this. Well, I tell you what, I know I'm the first to admit this. I, I'm not surprised. I'm a, I'm a Cavs fan, and I'm going to always. I've rooted for the Cavs my entire life, and anytime they're in the finals, I'm going to pick them. But I will say this: um, the bottom line I look at is, I as a fan. I want to say not underestimated, but maybe did not appreciate the addition of Kevin Durant as much until I got to see him play here in the finals, back-to-back games. I did see some of the games during the season, but I didn't see that many of the Warriors or during the playoff run. However, uh, you can see why they're undefeated Yeah, and, in the uh, playoffs. There's a reason so, why this team is that good. And I think the Cavs win. Yeah, I think the Cavs yeah. can win. Now, are they going to win four out of five again? I I highly I doubt it so, because they think just don't match up as well as they did last year. You take KD off this team, yeah, I think the yeah, Cavs you're going can do seven. it. Yeah, but you know, I just you you added a new ingredient to this this uh, superstar team. Now, let's yeah. be honest, it's a superstar team. Well, it is. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Kevin Love or Kyrie, you know, and what they bring and their their all star abilities because they are. Uh, and, and the same thing with with uh, 
with the Warriors. I think they definitely are an all-star team, and they are a superstar team. They are. But you did add maybe the top basketball to their team. Well, and, it's, you know, it makes a difference. And, and here, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to have to find a way to stop him. And I've got to be honest, the defense for the Warriors has been more successful than I expected. Uh, I know they're a decent defensive team. And matter decent being you know really rude to them because yeah, they're actually really, very good. Yeah, they but are. I never expected them to be as playing at the level they did the last two nights. And yeah, they scored more points this past game. But the truth of the matter is, when you have a Steph who has a range beyond oh. range in basketball from the three point line, and when he's on, you're not going to stop it. The mm-hmm. Cavs scored 24 points from the three point line, and and game two and they were outscored by 30 you know they had 54 you know from the three-point line for for the warriors so you just can't trade two threes for twos mathematically you'll never win no you know and that's that's really the difference in the in this series yeah, the cavaliers are going to have to find a way to challenge them on the on the perimeter and make them take twos and hopefully make your threes and maybe get on the run like they did a couple times in the playoffs against Toronto and against Boston, where they just, you know, rain from the three-point line when, like, man, it can happen. I just don't expect it to happen. I think the Cavs will win one game here in Cleveland for sure. If I had a bet, it would be game three, simply because momentum switches. Mm-hmm. A team that's up 2 nothing usually uh, forgets how to keep the pedal to the metal and, and keep it going. And a team that is 0-2 is desperate. And we'll do everything they need to do to win. Now, if the Cavs can win two in a row in Cleveland and make this a three-game series, uh, I would put the chances about 20% of that. Maybe even less than that. But it wouldn't, you know, I, I'll never count the Cavs out because they have LeBron James, but they need 10 other guys to help him out. Yeah, And I'm not sure that the matchup this year warns that ability to come back from three to one. I just don't see that or down Oh two, like they did last year. I just don't see how a path that way mm-hmm. with KD on the other, on the other, uh, on the other side of the uh, bench, it's just too hard. Uh, you added a, such a, a firepower to their offense and quite honestly, their defense, he had five block shots in the game too. And, you know, you got to give, I mean, I got to give credit for the warriors and what they are achieving. Uh, it's going to tell you what the Cavs, Cavaliers will have to do next year in the offseason is they're going to have to make a play for another player. And Paul, or, you know, you know, I don't know. It could happen, you know, and it's, you know, it some something's going to happen. You know, if Indiana is going to f- end up saying, okay, we're going to have to, uh, after what happened last year, kind of rework our, our lineups and uh, make a move. A year or two early, uh, they may do that with George, and we'll have to see if the Cavaliers can pull that off. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I think right now, under the circumstances of what you're facing from the Warriors and how dominant they are, you know, you don't win 14 straight games without being dominant playoffs, and you got to give them all the credit in the world. But the Cavaliers are going to have to come up with another player to counter. Uh, KD, because it's just that big of a difference. Look, is Golden State this much better than Cleveland? I don't think so. Golden State right now is probably playing as best as they possibly can. And I think it's it's the same mindset as last year in respect to Cleveland. All week, Golden State heard, oh, you blew a 3-1 lead and 3-1 this and 3-1 that and how bad KD is for jumping ship from OKC to Golden State. Look, that's in the past. That's eight months order. You know, that's over. So that's probably fueled KD, too. He's heard. I've already lost once in the finals. And, you know, and LeBron James, you know, when he – and when you're LeBron James, you're going to get everybody's best effort and more. And KD is showing oh, yeah. why he's a top two player in the league right now. Um, you know, do I think Cleveland coins the series? No, I think the series is over. Um, I did. can they win a game or two? Yes. Um, and it's like I talked about, you know, yes, 
the Rand it's is about playing pride now. If you're the Cavaliers, it's about pride. Yes, you the want Rand to prove that you are one of the best teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. and that you can continue to play at the highest levels, no matter who you're facing. I think that matters. You know, uh, yeah. no team wants to be, ever be swept simply because it's a pride thing. And but you know, it could happen here. Uh, I would, like I said before, I would have been surprised by that if it went four or five games. But you know, you have to be a realist and yeah, recognize, you know, this team is, is a is is a, a stellar All Star team that is willing to do what it's necessary to win and give them credit. Look, hey, I take nothing away. This is this is the third time these two teams these two teams have met, and we've seen some really great, interesting basketball games in the process in the finals. You know, we've seen LeBron James single-handedly keep his team in a seven-game series in the first meetup with these two teams. And that matchup, in a sense, proved to me how great LeBron was because that team was good, Mm -hmm. but it was injured and it didn't have all its players. Thus, you know, it lost in six, but they were entertaining. They were taught hard-fought games. And I think you've seen last year, the heart of the Cavaliers, and that is LeBron James and the rest of the team, find a way, will their way itself to a, a victory, and they got it done. And this year, you've seen the addition of uh, Kevin Durant and how much of a huge thing that was for the the Warriors and how they've able to capitalize. And quite honest with you, it's it's just one of those things. And sometimes in sports, you got to tip your hat, you know, and accept. You know what's what's in front of you. Uh, you know, in 07, I knew the Spurs were that much better than the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. But what LeBron James did with that bunch of of players to take them to the NBA Finals way before they should have ever got there uh, is 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 his legacy. Yeah. His legacy is how much he brings up a team. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is really something. Most teams don't have, and I'll even say the Warriors don't have it. You take KD off this team, I think the Cavs have the legitimate shot at winning this yeah, uh, yeah. this series. And, and and you know, like I said, uh, you never say never. Anything can happen. I'm just, like I said, I think when you really look at it, I'm not doing no analytic type thing, but I say it got to be less than 20%, probably less than 10% chance the cat this, this, this uh, series goes six or seven games. But We'll wait and see what happens and give the Cavs that opportunity to, to uh, regroup and do something here, you know, at the queue, uh, you know, tomorrow night or Wednesday night, I should say. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens. And I'm, I'm excited still. I'm disappointed in the results. But like I said before, this is so special. I don't care who you are. If you root for teams, when your team gets to a final, that's huge. I, you know. Obviously, winning is obviously the, the ultimate joy and success and pride, not just for the team, but the, for the fans and for the city or for the university, you know, or the school or the high school that wins. It's, it's huge. And, and shout out quickly to, uh, to Champion for coming home yeah, with two championships run. this past uh, week, uh, winning in baseball and softball. And uh, that is that a little shout out. But, you know, bottom line is this is special. This never happened before. A rubber match, three straight years with two two same teams in the finals. And I said, enjoy this goodness every day. This is something that you'll look back and talk about. Will they meet up a fourth time? Most people are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. That's a long time from now. There's still this series to play. And let's enjoy this. No matter what the outcome is, be happy that, you know, this is the finals. This is an opportunity to win a championship. And just because you're, you know, not all opportunities are met, but you want to be in that opportunity. I'll take a loss. You know, as heartbreaking as it was to watch my Indians lose, our Indians lose in game seven of the World Series. He had to bring that up. In extra innings for the second time in my lifetime. Uh, After being up by one. I would still, I would still take the, the run to the World Series and the opportunity to play in those games versus never to have my team in a championship series. And and I know the same thing. I know Buffalo Bill fans, they feel horrible. They missed their opportunity, obviously, against the Giants. That missed field goal was the, you know, their oh, best yeah. opportunity. They never really played a great game after that. 
But what they achieved to get the four straight Super Bowls, that's unheard of. It's never been done before. And that is something to be to be proud of. Look at the Miami Dolphins when they went undefeated their, you know, world championship. They lost the one the year before. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they ended up going back to back. They went to three straight championships. The Steelers, who won four out of six in the 70s. That's that's just you gotta you gotta respect and just you know, savor these moments in sports because they don't happen very often. And when you see a dominant uh, game or you see two teams meet up in the finals, it's just phenomenal. Look at how much we celebrate history in basketball about the Lakers and the Celtics Mm -hmm. in the 80s, and they never did it. Nope. And those were two great organizations and great teams with great Hall of Fame players, but it never happened. And it just tells you how difficult this is and how we should savor it and, and really enjoy it, soak it in. And, uh, yeah, we can be disappointed if your team loses. But in the same vein, you got to be really, really excited because there are only two teams gets to play for a championship in every sport. In that championship series or that championship game, they never, ever be there. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, piggyback off your point, it's like Mike Krzyzewski said, and he said in reference to the NCAA tournament, March is a great time of year, but it's also very cruel because you get on a nice run and you're feeling good about yourself, and then all of a sudden it's an abrupt end and the season is over. Um, and coming from my standpoint, you know, growing up in the 90s, all I knew for football with YSU was playoffs every year and championships. And, championships. and the Broncos sure. – Go back to back. And then the Indians, World Series, ALCS, ALDS, World Series. And then, you know, as a Broncos fan, we didn't get back there for nearly 20 years. And then we get back there and get drilled. And then we, you know, and we weren't the better team. It's, you know, Seattle is better. And those two years later, we're back in the Super Bowl. And I remember telling my uncle this as we sat at my cousin's basketball game, and he said, how are you feeling about the game? Do you think we can beat Carolina? And I said, you know, I don't know anymore because I said Washington, Seattle play uh, uh, San Francisco was it in the NFC title game. I think we can beat Seattle. We lost by seven. We lost by five touchdowns to those guys. Yeah, yeah. And I just – and That's I said, sport. you know, do we match up well? Yeah, we're healthier. Uh, we got more explosion on offense. But I said, when your team makes a Super Bowl, enjoy man, it. You just enjoy it. Yeah. And, and this year, listen, as fans. Brady's always makes it more sweeter. We Everybody want. knows that. But you got to enjoy these moments because, hey, I was an Indian fan, you know, oh. and, and I, I go back into the 70s and, this, you know, and, and the 80s and the early 90s of some miserable teams. They were bad, yep. And always hearing about it from my. My family members, uh, why are you an Indian fan? Because come, you know, July 4th, they're never going to be in contention and all that. And to watch that turnaround in the 90s, to watch the sellouts that happen, to be part of that as a fan, to watch the Indians, you know, tear themselves down and build themselves back up in the early 2000s and do it again, you know, in the last five years and now succeed and have the opportunity to be a championship caliber baseball team that's what sports is about mm-hmm. opportunity succeeding yep. and showing what hard work can do and i honestly believe that's kind of what you and i are doing with this podcast we're we're putting the work in we're trying to get people yep. to understand you know more intelligent sports talk and not talk about oh this should have been this or should have been that or this trade or yep. who's better michael or 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 LeBron, you know, all these garbage talk. Yep. I'd rather have some something more intelligent talking about Thad Mata and what's going on there and talking about winning a championship and just being in a championship game and what that means and talking about the Indians. And, yeah, we could talk. We could, we could get into – We could talk all know, day about – Yep. We could get into last night's game and, and break it down for you, and we could do the same thing with the oh, NBA. Well, you hear that all day long. You don't need to hear that. What you want to hear is something that actually stimulates you and makes you happy to be a fan again and want to be part of something bigger. And that's, to me, what you and I are doing here on this podcast. And that's, to me, why, you know, I think come 
you know, I know, as I mentioned last week, uh, it's just the broadcaster in me because you always looking forward to the next season. And, uh, you know, I got high school football coming up. I can't quite <laughs> announce it yet, but I got my schedule. Uh, once I get the okay, we'll go through my schedule and talk about that. And it's exciting news. It really is. I hate to uh, tease it again, but uh, I really, I'm really excited about this opportunity uh, to bring uh, high school sports to the Valley. And uh, we're going to have some people on during the football season, and we hope to uh, expand this to a, uh, another podcast that's going to be focused strictly on high school football mm-hmm. when that comes by. And we're going to get more into that here in the next few months as I try to uh, nail down a few guests to be part of that. And, uh, you know, that's to me, what is it all about mm-hmm. having opportunities and, and growing. And that gives me a chance right now to, to plug our website, radiomvp.com. Go there, listen to our podcast, uh, go to our Facebook page, radio MVP, uh, just search it. You'll find it. You'll see the, the, the logo, uh, click on it. Give us some likes, actually get involved. Tell us what you think. Let's, let's have a discussion online too. Mm-hmm. And have an opportunity to, to grow this this podcast because if we can grow it, we can get some more sponsors and possibly uh, do better things and more interesting things in the future. And that's I mean that's the key. And it really comes down to those who uh, want to be who are going to listen to this and grow with us as uh, we continue on this podcast. We're only seven podcasts in. Uh, we're getting we're still working out some of the bugs, but most of them are gone now. Yep. And I'm looking forward to uh, you know getting more regular. With our, with our podcasting, for you can uh, expect us more on a weekly ba- basis, and also opportunity when uh, when things come up like the N- NFL or excuse me, NBA Finals, the NHL, you know, Stanley Cup Finals, which is going on right now, and uh, we'll see. I was trying to catch a score, but uh, it's not being shown right now, as uh, we are in Game uh, Four of the Stanley Cup Finals, Pittsburgh wi- leading the series two to one, but trailing two to one to nashville actually now three to one oh, with uh just uh over 16 minutes to play in the third quarter so uh my pack still is alive with the <laughs> uh the the cleveland pittsburgh uh sports accord the non-compete sports accord let's have some fun let's root for both teams we're in championships this is so special look taking all the goodness people i'm telling you this is really special. You got to you got to expect it. If you're not even a hockey fan, turn it on, and enjoy it because these those are some great athletes on those skates, and uh, you'll be you'll be impressed uh, with the pageantry and the the skill level of some of these uh, players that are on that ice. And I tell you what, every year I've been watching hockey and the Stanley Cup for the last about 15, 20 years, and it's been you know I'm not going to say I know <laughs> hockey inside out, but I'll tell you what. It is fun sport, and if you have an opportunity to see it live, go. And if it's locally, go. go. If it's if it's the Penguins, go. If it's you know in Columbus, go because it is a uh, it's really a, a special game to watch live. Yeah, and uh, let me say this too: you can have your Pittsburgh Cleveland Sports Accord right now, and everybody is more than welcome to jump on right now. But come September 2nd, oh, I don't no, want no. anybody it's rooting for Pittsburgh at 1 o'clock. It's only good this time of the year. Good. It's good. only because good this time of the year. Because it's only, September it's only 2nd, good for the non-competing sports, which is, which is basketball and, and hockey. Come baseball season or come football season, if, if some reason the Pirates and the Indians would meet in the World Series, it's on. Or, come September you know, 2nd come at 1 p.m., season, it's I don't 100% want any on. You know, and, and that's just the way it works in sports. But since uh, neither team has the opposing sport mm-hmm. in their city at the highest level, who cares? Let's enjoy it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Sports and you sport. were... Let's put the fun back in sports. <laughs> okay, Donald Trump. Uh, anyways. Oh, God, no, please don't you say were, that. Uh, you know, you were talking <laughs> about how we should enjoy all of this and enjoy right now and i know a lot of cast fans right now are well how do you enjoy being down to nothing the finals after 20 point defeats and we live in a now society we want to win now and i'll be honest i'm the same way as a fan i want to win now i want to win you know immediately i want to win championships immediately 
And I was the same way after YSU this year, leaving Texas. I was like, get me the heck out of here. I don't want to come back. I don't want to be back in this game. I'm sick of being humiliated in this. It's just not fun. No, it's not. And I my plan, And But you know what, though? I was talking about it uh, last week or two weeks ago uh, uh, to one of the coaches. And I just said, you, you know, listen, we didn't end the season the way we wanted to. That's not, you know, and they know that. But we as fans need to sit back sometimes and just realize, like, like you said, what an incredible run we're on. In August, if you would have told me when I sat down and looked at our schedule, you know, I was thinking, hey, 7-4 might be a good year. Sneak in and, hey, we'll go on the – We'll go on the road in the first round, and we'll see what we can't do. Uh, but, it, you know, we lost. It's, James Madison was better than us. But that was yeah. one of the most fun-filled, magical runs that we have been on. I know never you go back – and you go back more than I do with Youngstown State. Um, and it, like you said, in 30 years from now – or 40 years, you know, when we have, knock on wood, 10 championships, and we're, and we're back to who we were. We're still going to be back. Remember in 2016 when we made that catch at Eastern Washington to beat them? Exactly. Exactly. And, that and that's, that's what you're talking offered? about. Yeah. And, you, you know, and remember the four-string quarterback, Hunter Wells, who people wanted gone. They didn't want him back in the field at all, and they didn't – when he went into Jacksonville State, who supposedly had the second-ranked defense in the country and threw for 300 against them, which just absolutely blew their doors off the water by halftime. You know, that – you know, we as Youngstown State fans and we, you know, fans now with the Indians, um, we're spoiled right now. You know, we want to make championship game appearances. We want to win them. But – like you're seeing right now with the Cavs, it's so tough to win them. I mean, YSU's defense was playing so well, and their special teams was playing so well that you get to James Madison, you're like, wait, where'd the team go against Jacksonville State that I saw less than a month ago? It is so hard to win. It, it, it is incredibly hard to win championships. From my playing experience and coaching experience, uh, I know you've seen it uh, live from the broadcast booth. It's just, I mean – Incredibly hard, and it goes back to when I saw Ursuline in 07 play Marion Local right. and how they were a tipped interception away from winning state. And then the next year, we're thinking, oh, this team's going to roll through everybody. They can't be stopped. They may win every game by three touchdowns. And you get to like a second round of the playoffs, and you're losing by 14 to a small Kirtland school. Whatever. You, you know, it, it just shows you. On any given day, I know the old cliches, but it it, it really is true. On any given day, yep. you don't know what's going to happen. That's why we care. Yeah. I mean, it, hey, look. And that's why it sucks us back in every game. I agree. You know, you, you get it. I get it. Championships are hard to get. I don't care who you are. I mean, if, you know, you being a Duke fan, you may not realize. You probably do because you know history better than most fans. But – up until they won that one in the 90, what, 91, 92 season? 91, yeah. Um, that was their first. Yeah, they were. They had a lot of, of runner-ups. Yeah. They had a lot of runner-ups. You know, a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of final fours and not getting through. It takes a while sometimes to knock that door down. Once and in a while, you'll knock that door down, and you'll keep it knocked down, and you'll be successful for a long period of time, kind of like New England has. But you even look at New England. They've won yeah, five championships. Close. You know, they won all their championships here in the last, you know, 15 years. But the same vein, they've never really gone back to back. No. You know, they've never dominated like the Buffalo Bills getting to four straight Super Bowls. You know, they've, yes, they've won championships. They've lost championships too. Yes, but you have. tell you what, they'll take those losses because it gives them the opportunity to win. And yeah, and. That's what I'm talking about. I want opportunities to win championships, and you can't win a championship watching it on TV. No, I don't care who you are as a, as a you know what team you root for. If you're if they're you're, those players are watching it on TV, 
They're not watching it. They're not nope. winning that championship. I'd rather be in that stands or in that booth mm-hmm. or watching on my couch and cheering on my team to win a championship versus never having that chance. Look, I'll take the heartbreak of finishing second, but I'll be damned if I ever, ever not root for my team trying to win a championship. Look, because that to me is what it's all about. You want to win? Yes, everybody yep. wants to win. I celebrated last year's championship with the Cavaliers tremendously because it was the first in Cleveland in 50 years and everything else we can talk about. But the bottom line is you want opportunities. Without opportunities, you can't win the championship. You don't make the playoffs like the Cleveland Browns have for the last 15 years. You're not even in the discussion Mm-mm. of winning a championship. I'd rather be Kansas City. At least they made the playoffs. At least they have an opportunity to make a run. I'm not saying they're they're talented enough, but at least they're giving their fans an opportunity to win a championship. And it's the same with uh, many other teams. Look, you know, New Orleans got there and they won it. Fantastic. That was, you know, what, eight, nine years ago now. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is you you want the opportunity to get there and win. And you cannot win it until you're there. So enjoy the goodness, enjoy the savior of this moment, because I'll guarantee you, these this scenario is not going to happen every day. No, you know, uh, look at the Spurs. I mean, Tim Duncan's gone. They've made a couple nice runs, but they're but, coming up short. Yep. You know, uh, the, when the admiral was there, they came up a little short, but when Tim Duncan arrived, they were able to win. You know, they won one before him. They won all of them after him. You know, those five, and I mean, it's, it's a great thing. But bottom line is it does take great players to win championships. And when you see a great player on the team that you're rooting for, I don't care what position he plays or what Favorite. sport we're talking about. Favorite. If you're talking about Crosby for the Penguins, if you're talking about James for the Cavs, if you're talking about Durant for the Warriors, if you're talking, you know, uh, baseball that you want to John talk Elway. about. Yeah, John Elway in football. You want to talk about the dominating starting pitching in, in baseball that has happened, you know, uh, over the years. You know, uh, look, not every player has an opportunity to play for championships. Some of them do win it. Some of them are far, many years between. Maybe they get there their first or second year, and they don't get back for many years. I mean, you look at, like, a Nolan Ryan. He won a championship with the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> how long did it take him to get back to the, to the world series? You know what I'm saying? You just don't know when it's going to happen. Yep. And, uh, it shows you the, the difficulty in pro sports to get to a championship difficulty in collegiate sports to get to a championship difficulty in high school sports. And again, I got to throw out another congratulations to the flashes for their softball and baseball championship and champion. That was phenomenal. And, uh, really, really a, a great story. And I'm glad to see Matt Underwood give a, a little shout out to uh, to them, saving them to a different level, uh, announcing their championship, saying they won both. Because uh, wow, that just does not happen. And that and, and champion needs to this, you know, that that township needs yep. to celebrate. That town needs to celebrate those young men and women who uh, came home with those championships. Because that's something that that town's going to talk about forever. You know, if you ever go down to Columbiana. You know, you come down into Columbia, and there's that little rock and that plaque that points out the 1942 basketball championship that was won <laughs> by Columbiana. You don't think they still talk about that? Money you makes know, more. Even real though most plaque. people were not around any longer. Yeah, but yeah. you're still those who do the historian of that town still talk about. Reminds Did you me. see that championship plaque? You know, this is a, this is our pride, and yep. that's what it's all about. You have to secede your chance. You got you to gotta take your opportunities when they come about. Sometimes you fail in those opportunities. Well, damn it, I'd rather have those opportunities than not. It reminds me when you turn to the right of Stamboy Stadium, the right, the right end zone, and the big league side of Stamboy Stadium, and those four flags up there. Yep. Look, those were 20 years ago, but – I can remember each game vividly, and I was one, four, and six for most of the championships, <laughs> and I have watched them over and over again, and I have oh, yeah. watched Georgia Southern beat us up. Look, those 
that 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 is never uh, trio of games against Marshall. It was just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. those three, those well, yeah, that, that, that back to back to back series between those two was is just phenomenal. And you know, the one that I watched the most, uh, I watched the first one because it's special. I watched the third that, one yeah. because of the revenge, but the the one they lost in between, that comeback when they were down twenty eight nothing, that signified all the way back to the you know and having that opportunity to win that game. That's special, and that's that's something I still, I still watch. I don't pull it out as often as I used to. No, but it was a, um, you know that that comeback was special, and it that signifies opportunity. It shows you everything about what college sports is about and winning a championship is about, about never giving up. And as a Cavs fan, I'm not going to give up. I'm not optimistic, <laughs> but I'm not going to give up. And uh, I'm hoping for a a really great series still to come. I will be, like I said, uh, it's going to be difficult to win two in Cleveland. It really will. But game three is really a must win. Yeah. And, you know, honest to God, you can't go down 3-0 and expect to even challenge in this series. So they have to win tonight, or, or I should say thir- Wednesday night. Yep. And then have the opportunity to play again on Sunday and see what happens. And until then, we'll just have to wait to see. That's just like Pittsburgh. Up 2 nothing. Nashville went home. Yep. Took both games right now. They're down to seven minutes left in the third period, and they're up 3-1. So barring a huge comeback by the Pens, that series looks like it might be knotted at two and a best of three, ser- three uh, going back to uh, Pittsburgh for 1-1-1. So it should be a, an, an interesting run here in, in the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, from one year, you could be on the high of the mountain winning it all to the next year, you're, you know, you're not winning it. You know, as YSU fans, in 97, we were winning it all. We were loving life. And then 98, we come back and six and five. So it's it's extremely tough. And I, I spent a couple hundred dollars this year on plane tickets and hotels and cars and food to go to Texas. And we basically lost 28 to seven without a garbage touchdown late. Yeah. We weren't, we were never really in the game. No, I've been there. I, and you know, I, and I don't trade anything. I would, I don't regret I went down going to Tennessee. down. Because you know, next, next year in January, I'll be spending a couple hundred dollars again. Anybody is more than welcome to come down with me as this time we're going to get number five. There um, you go. That's what it's all about. That's yeah, what you got to have opportunities and you got to believe. Anthony, it's been great. Uh, yeah. Once again, let's try to uh, team up here again, maybe after game four of this uh, NBA finals. We'll see exactly what happens uh, in game three. If we need to meet up sooner, we will for a quick pod, but we're going to try to do a few of these uh, during the NBA slash N- uh, NHL Stanley Cup final. And uh, we'll continue to bring it right here on Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Anthony, thanks again. Thank you very much. It's been a good one. It's a very uh, stimulating conversation. We hope all our listeners enjoy it. Uh, stay tuned for our NBA Finals wrap-up. And as we dig more into the Indians, hoping they can finally become consistent. It was a rough weekend for the Tribe in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, it is. Real quick, we'll do a little quick Indians here, real qu- just for a minute here. Um, I'm disappointed in the starting pitching right now. Oh, However, I think in the long run, it's going to be okay. We got to get more consistency out of that. They're going to have to find a way to hit left-handers. You know, right now they're you just they're, they're struggling. Uh, the good news is they're about exactly where they were this time last year. Yeah, last so year they were. All it takes is a good 8-10 game win streak, and, and you might be on our way. Yeah, last year at this time, it's I think they done. were 31-26 and 26 or something like that. So they were, give or take, one or two games. Yeah, they're right in the same ballpark. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, did they look good at all? No, they look terrible this weekend. Let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, maybe they can go to Colorado and get going. Uh, they got a good chance. They got two of the top teams in the NL West and all of baseball. Um, 
on their schedule this week, and they seem to play better against the top-ranked teams. You know, the Astros right now are 41-16, and 16, and the Indians are 5-1 and one against them. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's baseball. It's That's all I can say. <laughs> it's all right, hey, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, my thanks to Anthony in Canfield for helping us out and you for listening and downloading here on Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Please go to our Facebook page and like that. And leave a comment. Tell us what you'd like about the uh, conversations we've had. Give us your opinion. And we'll uh, try to uh, incorporate some of that into a future broadcast here, or podcast, I should say, as we continue here on Radio MVP. For Anthony and Canfield, I'm Tim here in Boardman. We will talk to you all very soon. Good night. Good night.